Are you benefiting from writing critiques? Are you searching for the best person to critique your specific writing project? Oh, my friends, today's episode provides you with the why, the where, and the what you need to know about professional and peer critiques. Stick around. Your best writing life begins in 30 seconds. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb, and each week I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I'm so very, very glad that you are listening in to this episode. Today, what you're going to learn about is a writer's best practices for giving and receiving critiques. This is for all of us. My industry expert is Dr. Catherine Hayes. Catherine is a freelance writer, content editor, artist, speaker, podcaster, and sensitivity reader. She's a member of Word Weavers International and serves as an online chapter president and mentor. She belongs to the Florida Writers Association, American Christian Fiction Writers, Crime Writers of Color, Advanced Writers and Speakers Association, and the American Association of School Administrators. She has authored a Christian Bible study for women and is working on the prequel to her first general market thriller novel. Please welcome Dr. Catherine Hayes. Catherine, thank you so much for being here, girl. Oh, listen, it is a pleasure and an honor, and I thank you so much for the invite. You are amazing. I've learned so much from your classes and your workshops. And so I, I consider myself blessed to be here. Oh, you're so nice. The money is in the mail. Just you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do we say today? Way. What do we say? Way. You're just a Venmo away. So, all right. So that'll work. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and jump right into our content for today. And why is it vital to have your work professionally and peer critiqued? Yeah, well, you know, as a writer, it just helps for you to be realistic. So once you put your work out there, it's there forever, especially Mm. now um, with social media and the way that information flies around the world in seconds, because people will judge you're going to review and criticize it. Uh, but critiques are way more helpful when they're reviewed long before publication. So in fact, critiques are one of the best ways to actually improve your writing. And that's when I saw the shift in my writing. I I, I wrote you know, all my life from my former career as an educator, as a school principal, as a um, guest um, instructor for my former university. I, you know, I still wrote, I wrote um, all kinds of um, journal articles and mm-hmm. all of that. But when I, t- when I switched genres, 
it was a, a completely different thing and I had to relearn. So when I do workshops, I don't know if you're like this, Linda, but I'm like this. I'm basically going in like, listen, people, this is what I did wrong. Don't do it that way. <laughs> Learn from <laughs> me. Just, Learn from me. Like, um, yeah, this, I will share some really horrible, embarrassing stories, what not to do. And then the shortcuts about how to do it better, not to, not to do the, the things that uh, people like me have done. So mm. one of the best ways to propel your career as a beginning author is to have your, your work professionally and peer critiqued and the professionals do it as well. They, they're not just going to pump stuff out and throw it out into the universe. They mm. also have peers. They also have professionals. And um, I guess we'll t we can talk about the differences, you know, professionally, just really quick. Sure. It's usually, you're usually paying for it and and you pay for what you get, right? So you you have to look at, okay, what kind of editing am I doing? Am I getting, am I getting developmental? Am I getting line editing, copy editing or proofreading? And you have to make sure that you know the difference. And then the other part are peer critiques. And so you want to be in a community of writers. Mm. You definitely want to share your work with people who write in your genre, or at least getting you need to get feedback professionally or from your peers based on your specific genre, because every genre has different nuances and you have to make sure that you're writing um, for that audience. So that in a nutshell is why it's vital to have your work professionally and peer critiqued. And you mentioned it that when you said even the professionals do it. Mm -hmm. the best thing we can do is embrace the color red. And it's not so much red anymore. It used to be. But, you know, I just started writing everywhere when people would say, what's your favorite color? I'd just go red. <laughs> now, it happens to be a color I love to wear, so that works with me. But mm -hmm. it's the mentality of becoming better. All right. Mm -hmm. Everyone, yeah. we can all learn more. And we right. can all become better. A term mm. I use when I'm in front of young people and will say, everyone knows that practice makes and everyone goes perfect. Yeah. And I go, not really. Uh -huh. Practice makes better every better, time. Right. That's good. And that's the same with us. When we do our first draft, right, it's rough. And we right. just, we need to actually put that at the top of the page. Yes. This is a rough draft and mm -hmm. knowing that it's going to get better and it's going right. to get better and to have others eyes on it is mm -hmm. how it will become the best that it can be. And I appreciate yes. that you said, have your, those that are reading that are your beta readers, whoever's mm -hmm. eyes are on yours, mm -hmm. that they are the audience you're wanting to reach or that they write in that genre mm -hmm. because yeah. you have someone who is a fiction writer and you're showing them a nonfiction book. Well, mm -hmm. they're going to color it up a lot more. <laughs> they're going to find things that they're like, Oh no, this is so boring. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> but there can be some help there, but knowing it is someone who gets you specifically in the right. genre that you're working in. Exactly. So vital. Yeah. Yes, it is. We must have both professionally mm -hmm. and peer critique, 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 peer critique, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to make that into a word. Right. 
Yeah. What do you do? I do critique. It's it a works specialized for me form my name, of critique. Yeah, yes. My name begins with a K. I'm going to say, hey, you're going to get a critique today. Oh, that is so good. I oh, Thank you. And you can Venmo me on that. So that'll work. All right. Let's go ahead and go to the next thought that I have. We really want to offer a well-rounded critique when we are sharing our thoughts on someone else's writing. And we also want to be able to receive that. Share with us the importance when we are giving a critique for it to be well-rounded. And really, what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah, it's vital because it's often reciprocal. You know, this is more your peer kind of critique. Uh, and many, many writers who want critiques that will help them improve, uh, they, they find a writing partner or critique groups. Uh, and so they have to understand that's a give and take relationship. Mm. And so um, you have to, you have to not just receive, but you have to understand what it is to give a critique. It's not just saying negative things about some something or trying to find all of the errors. Mm. It is very well-rounded. And what I mean by well-rounded, it's thoughtful and intelligent, and it's meant to strengthen someone's writing. So it has to be well-constructed and thoughtful criticism that helps to improve the, the writer's work and recognizes the fine line between personal preference and the objective quality of the work. Many times people get that mixed up. It's it, You don't even have to like speculative fiction, which I do love. But if you have good ground rules and you're doing something that's well-rounded, you're looking to see how to improve voice to make sure they're, they have a consistent you know POV, that they're not head hopping, those kinds of things. Those will help guide you into creating a well-rounded critique. Also know, know that when it's well-rounded, you lead with the work. You talk about the writing. Don't lead with you because you don't mm. want to make it personal ever, especially if it's something that's negative because that's how we're wired as human beings. We just really suck in all of the negativity and yes. it kind of it can you don't want to ever kill someone's passion to write mm. or desire. You want to lead first lead with the positive, lead with something really positive. And it, it goes back to a, a organization that I belong to is Word Weavers International that you mentioned earlier. Right. And yeah, they have the sandwich method method. And so you lead with, with something positive and then you give something where it could be done better or, you know, something that you notice that maybe was jarring. And then you close with something positive but it's always it's not like you, you don't say something like it was good you say mm. i love that sentence it was it was um informative it was um colorful and that, but here you know you're overusing commas um you you head hopped in this section and then you close out and say um you know i'm really looking forward to reading the next chapter because it was intriguing something to that effect certainly you need to be authentic you need right. to be authentic. It can mm -hmm. be it can be difficult if you have a new member join a critique group. You've not seen any of their writing before. They yeah. come, they sit down, they put it down in front of you and you're looking at it because I know with word weavers, it's basically you get it and now you're reading, someone's reading it and you're doing the critiquing right there. And so with it, you're going, wow, that's Man, there's a, whew, okay, what do I say? And yeah. have you always had such excellent penmanship? 
I mean, you know, I mean, I'm joking. <laughs> this is so good. It's typed. I know, but you know, the font choice was excellent. Now there are times, you know, we don't want to say something that's aloof. And like you said, we don't want to broad brush the good aspects of a critique. But mm-hmm. if God has called an individual, especially, I mean, when we're mm-hmm. looking in the Christian community, there mm-hmm. is something that you're going to find that that is a gem and mm-hmm. to look for it because then it gives the hope for mm-hmm. every writer right. to hear this is more than exceptional. Right. This is yeah the way that you positioned or the way that you utilized this particular Mm -hmm. style of speech, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, it resonates with us, like you said, Mm -hmm. and we want to come back. Mm -hmm. We want to come back. And even if you're going to tell me what is not the best that it could be, Mm -hmm. that's okay. I'll come back because I want it to be that. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. I like yeah. that. We're and we do give and take. We don't just show up at a critique group and say, "Here are my first ten pages," and <laughs> someone look at it. But I'm not going to look at anyone else's. That doesn't fly very often. So, yeah, I like. And it. you chew the f- yeah yeah you chew the food, not the host. And oh, because uh, yeah, because I I always look at critiquing. I try to I make it fun. I like things to be fun. It's just easier that way. And I just think of the critiquing process as um, a party. Mm. And when you chew the food, not the host, like I said before, you're always referring to the piece, the sentence, the paragraph, the prose, or the narrative, and you're judging the work, not the individual who produced it. So good. And and, yeah, so even though compliments aimed at the writer might be well-received, there's a subtle but significant difference between pointing out like the flaws in the piece versus the person who created. Mm-hmm. But I do something subtle. If I'm saying something that's maybe not that flattering and it is more a critique, I specifically talk about the piece. But when I want to say something positive, I talk about the person and the piece. Nice. Because, yeah, so it, so they get double for their trouble. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but that also means that we're we see them. And, you know, mm-hmm. as, a, exactly. as as writers, lonely business and right. to be seen for what it is that we are producing mm-hmm. really does lift up our face. And that's that's a great strategy to use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, so good. All right. So yeah. where are the best places that we can find uh, professional editors? Yeah. So, OK, so this. I know you're going to like like this because this is a conference that we go to, but going to, attending uh, conferences are, mm. it's, it's an excellent way for you to uh, find professional editors in person. You will get to meet them and see, you know, how they work. You know, sometimes you can even sign up for a critique before you, most writing conferences are like that. You can sign up for a critique and you get a taste of what that editor is like. And you, if you're working with an editor, you're, work, you're working really closely with them. So you want to find someone who fits your personality, even your genre, your niche. Um, so conferences, places like um, what's coming up, Asheville Writers mm-hmm. Conference, um, Blue Ridge. Um, also, there, uh, there are things that are like specific to your genre, like if you're a thriller writer, Butchercon or Thriller Fest or Killer Nashville. Um, and then other places uh, are professional author associations, you know, especially 
in your genre or niche. Other places to go like are Fiverr, Fiverr.com. Mm. Make sure they have really good reviews. These are not necessarily Christian places that I'm talking about right now. This is just Fiverr.com, spelt with the two R's at the end. Readsy is a really good um, place to, to go for vetted editors. And also joining a professional writing organization or a um, critique group is a great way for you to also find an, an editor and, and ask for references or you yes. know, see what people are saying. You know, just make sure that you know what you're getting to getting into. Oh, 540 community. Um, yes. Yeah. So the, that 540 writers community is, has recently become a nonprofit because I'm on the board um, for that now. And that is such a fantastic community because it's specifically built for people who may not be able, who may be shut in and may mm. not be able to tra- travel for health reasons, especially now we understand that, or financial reasons or their job, their 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 work. It's like a writing community and they have like a mini conference once a week. So and many opportunities in that group. So there Absolutely. are many other groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Becky yeah. Um, and Koviak. So it's very, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can say blue hair, Becky. Yeah. She's fantastic. Beautiful blue hair, Becky. Yes. Yes. And Mm -hmm. the, the whole, the whole group over there, very caring and very open and being that it's online, very accessible. So wonderful, Mm -hmm. wonderful. Mm -hmm. A lot of opportunities to find professional editors and to get reviews or to ask them, is there someone that you've done editing for that I can talk to? And if you are an editor, it's really good for you to have three to five people that you can say, you know what, here's some referrals. Here's talk mm-hmm. to them. They know how I work because that sets you up for success. So that's another mm-hmm. thing to be thinking of if you are on the professional side. And you want to be seen in the notch above, then you don't wait for someone to ask, say, I have some of these and they're right. They're happy to answer the questions that you have. Yeah. Word of mouth. I I forgot the biggest one. The biggest one is a Christian pen. Oh my gosh. um, Girl, what do you think? Yeah. I belong to, I belong to the Christian pen. I, 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 um, I'm one of their bloggers as well. Oh my gosh. That is such an empowered, empowering, established community of editors. Oh, my goodness. P- please hop on over there. Find an and editor at the Christian Pen. We have several of the links in the show notes. So okay, you'll be awesome. able to find them in the show notes. Okay, and perfect. click over there. Find yeah. the one that works for you. So okay. very, very good. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we spoke about the peer critiques, the professional critiques. When you are wanting to have more of that experience, having a quality peer critique done on your piece, where do you go for that? Yeah, again, 540 is a great place um, to network with with people there. It's a really healthy organization and people are constantly helping each other. Um, Faith Writers is another good one. Um, More Than a Writer is great. um, The Association of Christian Writers blog. The Christian Authors Network blog, Word Weavers International, American Christian Fiction Writers, Crime Writers of Color, 
and um, Sisters in Crime. Many of those are excellent places to find quality peer critiques. And so those in those places, they're not going to cost you. Mm. You're going to develop a rapport with people who are like-minded and um, you'll be able to exchange uh, critiques. And that's mm-hmm. good. Finding mm-hmm. someone that's a good fit. Mm-hmm. We right. don't always fit with everyone, <laughs> but it's finding someone that we gosh, we enjoy what they're doing. They enjoy what we're doing. And it's the iron sharpening iron impact. So that makes it, and we all grow from that. All of us. Exactly. That's a great choice. Great choice. Mm -hmm. Catherine, when we're looking at a literary critique, there are some basic components they all should provide. Would you go ahead and walk us through that? So, um, Number one, don't ever provide a critique unless you're invited to do one, right? Oh, Oh. let me tell you what I think about your writing. I really didn't ask you what you thought about my writing. Oh, we do get those. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's Mm. that's super fun. Um, Critique upon invitation only. (laughs) Yes, invitation only. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and then and this is going both ways. If you're don't waste time on writers who are looking for praise, right? Mm. Seek out writers who want feedback that will genuinely help them and improve their work. And that should be for us too, right? So reading your work to your your kids or your husband or whatever family and friends that you have that are going to say your stuff is amazing all the time, that's not going to help us grow. No. So we have to we have to keep that in mind. Also, make sure that I said it before, before that it's thoughtful, it's helpful. Um, always critique the writing, not the writer. Begin with strength, then, then address the weaknesses and problem areas using very positive language. Be objective, especially if the piece you're critiquing is not in the style or genre that you prefer. Make solid and look for, if you're getting a critique, look for solid, solid suggestions for improvement. They should never be vague. They have to be really... Um, very specific. And always um, look for editors who are going to follow up with you with with support and encouragement. And then if you're providing a critique, that's something that you want to make sure that you're providing. And I always look at it as a party, right? RSVP with care. Um, Just make sure that your exchange is beneficial and a positive critique relationship. That's what you want to you constantly want to get into and then bring a gift to the party, right? So whether you're in a critique group and you're giving the critique, um, make sure that you, you take the time to read everything carefully. You make notes, you mark it up as you go. And you want that from someone who's editing your work, someone who's definitely thoughtfully gone through your piece and knows your piece. I I work with a mentor who even knows my characters. Like if I write something, he'll say that's that person wouldn't say that. that mm. And that's the kind of editor that editor that you you want. Um and I work with um there's a young lady I work with uh and I'm like, "Oh, come on. That's a cliche. Like you're so creative. I know you could say it better than that." Right? So you <laughs> so <laughs> your editor should get get you and should be able to know your strengths and weaknesses and should push you along. And so you really want to make sure that you embrace that in both giving and receiving 
uh, critique. Uh, there's absolutely nothing worse than receiving like half-baked um, mm. feedback, right? It's really obvious when someone hasn't put put real sincere effort into a cr- critique. And so that can damage the relationship if you're the one giving it or receiving it. Oh, there's also, if even if it's not your music, dance, right? <laughs> there you so go. If you happen to be someone who is now reciprocating a critique, just know that just because it's not your genre or just because you don't like things written in the first person, uh, doesn't it, do, it just makes it less appealing to the person who who's turned off by it. So know the difference between your own personal preferences and separate that from your critique. Catherine, I appreciate that you highly recommend we offer a solid critique. Mm-hmm. I've got a young lady that I just spoke with earlier today, and she has an editor with her manuscript and was really excited about going to work on it. She knew it needed work and she was going to go to work on it as soon as she got it back. And when she got it back, there wasn't really a lot for her to work on. And she was disappointed. Hmm. And I was like, well, maybe it's just because you're a really good writer. She said, no, it's like it was skimmed and not, I wanted more. I, I wanted to know really, how can I make this better? So a thought for us to consider is if we are giving critique or we are receiving critique, to be prepared to place our expectations on the table. Mm -hmm. If I have a critique partner, this is what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And I will receive it. I am teachable. I want this. And for if you're like, "Mm, yeah, you gave me this critique. Can you explain this portion right here? Because I'm not seeing that in my writing. Mm -hmm. So having that give and take right there as well. But Knowing what our expectations are, and if we're a new writer, Mm -hmm. we may not know how to even voice that because we haven't experienced a critique. Could you toss something in there about that, maybe expectations of new writers and how we can give a buffer to them? Yeah, yeah. So if you are, let's say you are looking to hire an editor or work with a, a critique group. Um, and let's say specifically working with an editor, like I will say, hey, uh, these are my strengths. I'm really good at um, fiction. I'm really good at suspense or the Civil War, um, that kind of thing. These are that's what I like to read. And in nonfiction, I like to read, you know, things about self-help and, and women's um, self-help and all of that. So that's important so that they know that they're dealing with someone who is comfortable with what they write and likes it and, and not someone who's like, well, you know, I, I just edit mostly um, textbooks. I, maybe I'll take you on. You want someone who's into it and wants, right. wants to work with you. And then you want to know clear cut expectations. What kind of edit am I looking for? Um, specifically, am I looking for a developmental editing, which is examining the big picture and the structure of a book or piece. And this is heavy editing. And if needed, that should really occur first. Right. Right. Um, And then for line editing, that's more stylistic and it it refines every line for smooth and clear text and flow. And then copy editing, that's more 
addressing your grammar and your word usage and punctuation. And it also checks for internal consistency and, and you do some fact checking in there. Those are the people who will be fact checking um, your biblical references, if that's what you're using. Right. You know, with King James, you know, ESV, whatever. They, I don't know if you edit that stuff, Linda, but you have to make sure you go back because sometimes we'll get our the versions wrong. You don't want that to ever get out in print. So that's right. Things like yeah, proofreading. Then proofreading is a final check for typos, repeated words, spacing, formatting, consistency, all of that. So those are the so those are the different types of editing. But you also want to know what is your communication. There's some editors who are introverted, like a lot of authors are. Uh, I think you and I are different, Linda, for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're, we're so not that person. Yeah. So sometimes people shy away from doing a Zoom meeting or speaking, speaking on the phone or something or meeting up. They prefer to do everything online or on the computer. So you have to know what is what is going to be done from that particular person and what their communication style is. If they're just going to work with you ongoing or they're just going to send you uh, the complete edit, you know, at once. Right. So and knowing how to work with track changes, track knowing changes, the proper way yes. to, you know, um, set up your manuscript, to set up your piece that makes it easy for critique. All of that comes when you get involved more in the industry and with a critique group and those that will come alongside you and say, this is best use of our time and our efforts. And we know going in these are the expectations and this is what I'm going to walk away with. Anything that we have not covered, you would like our writers to know about. One of the things that I'd like to point out is that if you, whether you are a beginning a writer or you are a seasoned writer, that feedback never gets old. They're just mm. things that you just miss. And even, even the best um, do miss certain things and, there's certain nuances that you want um, brought attention to. If if you're like, for instance, one character I had, um, I had okay. So I had this character. She was holding one child. She had her arm around another child, and then I had her arm around her mother. Right. So that would mean she had what three arms. Three right? arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had a family member like that. We don't talk about them often, though. So. <laughs> 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 they're always not really realistic but anyway i digress no but you're absolutely yeah. right we don't see yeah. it yeah and so that that and that got past a lot of different rounds right so this mm. this this is one of the final rounds for for a book that i'm working on and i was so grateful imagine if that got out in print you know uh, readers would tear that apart so enjoy the process Yes. When you get that first draft out, just it, just go for it. Just don't edit while you are just freely writing. Just don't mm -hmm. limit yourself. Mm -hmm. Let your editing be that a whole separate thing. Just go ahead and write, and then do your do your editors a favor and your peers a favor. Learn the gift of self good self editing. Self editing helps to make the whole process easier. 
there's so many books on on self-editing and how to do better in yeah. terms of your own the own right. issues that you might have uh, and then when you are able to turn that in then it's in much better shape Absolutely. so make sure you turn off your inner ed- editor while you're actually doing your draft and then and, and then know after you get that feedback through track changes which that's what the professionals use then you feel like okay this is my time to ice the cake. I'm going to shred. Mm. I'm going to take out all the, the um, cellulite, you know. There you go. <laughs> and, I, and then I'm going to throw in all the juicy details and I'm going to make it really beautiful. And that's your fun time to make your writing the best it can possibly be to pop. And the peers, those are, those are people who are coming alongside you in your community, your professional editors, all of those people, it takes a village to create your masterpiece. Even mm-hmm. if it's an article, you'd that's be right. surprised what it would take behind the scenes to get something out that's polished and finished. That's right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, All right. All great information mm-hmm. for us and mm-hmm. understanding the give and take of writing critiques. This mm-hmm. is, this is good information, good information. Yeah. And I know that we have a giveaway that you've got um, for our listeners. It's already in the show mm-hmm. notes. What are they going to receive? Okay, so they're going to get a toolkit. So all of the things that I talked about and more, I have a, a nice toolkit for them to go where they don't have to go and, and Google it and look look all over for it, but it'll be right there. All the things that we talked about. Um, places where they can go to find professional editors, you know, the steps to to um, a well-rounded critique, all of those things will be there for them. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. We you know what? Learn in it- addition, yeah, I'm go gonna ahead. throw in something. Okay. So there will be a special code um, on the sheet. And then they, they go to my website and put in that code. They're able to download a free mini ebook. How about that? Ooh, I like mm-hmm. that. Too. We're all about the free and the yes. and the mini. I don't know. There's something <laughs> about mini things that's always good too. Because for me, it's like something that's quick. But I think that's part of my personality as well. I yeah. like that this is also a toolkit, and mm-hmm. because it helps us to know that writing does take work and writing needs to be tweaked. And, you know, there's some things that we're going to have to move around or change up or tighten up. Mm -hmm. And this is all part of the process. And it's a wonderful process. And, and I like that you make this a party. I like Mm -hmm. that we're putting the icing on the cake and Mm -hmm. we're dancing and we're going through this process, not as a drudgery, Right. but as an opportunity to truly enjoy right. what God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So exactly. yay, we've got this. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. as a first time guest on Your Best Writing Life, mm-hmm. I always like to offer our listeners a peek behind your personal curtain. Okay. And is there something that you can share with us that more than likely we're not going to find on your bio? Yeah, <laughs> there is something. <laughs> yeah, so um, back in the day uh, when I was in college, you know, we're the starving college student, right? I owned a clown in 
event planning business, right? And so, oh. yeah, I was a clown. My mom made my outfit. It was I was Pogo the clown, and rainbow it. here. Uh, yeah, I was. It was quite funny. And um, my sidekicks were either one of my college friends, my college roommate, or one of my siblings. And um, uh, let me see. My brother often would be Aladdin. Uh-huh. Mm. And my sister would be Mary Jane or my college roommate, or I had another college friend who was Aladdin. So, oh, there's, there, it's out. It's out now. Now, I, was I mean, I'm never going to look at you the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did ventriloquy. Yeah. I did. Oh. I know how to do ventriloquy. Yeah. Oh, that's so I'm good. Actually, I'm going to do that to you. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to make it seem like you're talking. Oh, okay. But I won't. I'll be the one talking because my mouth won't move. And All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on that. Okay. I I think you could do it. <laughs> I, wait, is that happening right now? Oh, I think that is a good idea, Catherine. How could you do that and laugh at the same time? I this is. I've it's seen the gift. people that are drinking water and they're singing. That must be the same type of technique that you're using right there. There you go. So mm-hmm. good. So yeah. good. Yay, you are fun. Let's talk mm-hmm. about another fun thing. I know that you have written a Bible study called God's Little Black Dress for Women, How to mm-hmm. Put on the Full Armor of God Without Losing Your Femininity. Yeah. What a great book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Great book. book. Mm-hmm. And you've had fun with it. And what can people expect if they get a copy of that book? Yeah, that book was really, that came out of conversations I had with my daughters when they, they're young adults now. I have, the the baby is 15, so everybody else is grown and the two, the two oldest are out the house. And uh, so we have her sister and her here. And um, it was written out of conversations to my girls about the Bible and how does it relate to modern day times? Because a lot of the things that they were going through, they would say, mom, that doesn't relate to what we're going through now. The Bible's Mm -hmm. like, it's old fashioned. It doesn't relate to me. And it's me pulling out um, parts of the Bible so that our young people can look at it and see it's just, um, it's just as up to date as it needs to be. Right. Right. We're all going through the same thing in just different time periods. So mm. I, and I use different women in the Bible. I use, I have fun with fashion. It's kind of based on, um, you know, the, the little black dress that Chanel um, invented. And we do lots of little fun um, fashion t- trivia in there and quotes from different designers. And so that that's the fun part, but it's all about how, what does, what does my walk with God look like now mm. today? How is it still relevant? Very good. Yeah. Get a copy. Get a copy for your yeah. young girls and yeah. walk. go through it with them. I think mm-hmm. that's a very good, very good suggestion there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know that you have a um, new book, a thriller, mm-hmm. that's going to be available in 2024. That's and right. it's a, a fifth of the story. Right. Uh-huh. It's a fifth of the story. It'll be published through Endgame and the imprint Harambe Press. And it should be coming out February of 2024, God willing. And the premise is, um, people think that there are three sides of the story, but the premise is there's your side, there's 
the other person's side. It's what people see. Um, they're the facts. And then it's what God sees about the entire story mm -hmm. and what he thinks about it. And the gist is if we live for that one fifth, that we will live a, a, a pleasing life. And now, so now, but then it's, it's all in the theme of thriller, espionage, shoot 'em up, bang, bang. I'm mm. definitely not a chick flick kind of a girl. <laughs> and so it's, yeah, it's super fast paced, um, very realistic. My husband has a background in, in the intelligence agency. And so I, I write from a, a very realistic place. I've done a lot of research. And so, yeah, if you're into that, I think you, I think you'll really like it. Oh, I'll be, I'll be waiting for it to come out. So that'll, I'll yeah. be one of those that'll say, <laughs> yes, I, I will take a gander at that. And I know <laughs> that you also are at several different writers conferences, as we mentioned before, you teach classes and you'll be yeah. at Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference. And yes. then you also have, let me see what you mentioned some of these earlier, but like Killer Nashville and mm -hmm. the Florida Christian Writers Conference. And mm -hmm. you're going to be keynoting for the Billy Corley Ministries. They're having their yes. 20th and uh, annual women's retreat mm -hmm. in right. November. So mm -hmm. what a what a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. And yeah. again, links in the show notes. Yes. Every place mm -hmm. that you can find Dr. Catherine, except for on vacation. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, come it, hang out with me. Uh, yeah, I have yeah. I have a podcast I would love for, for that's you right. guys to check out. Yeah, it's called Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem Laced with Morality. And the reason I want to mention it is because Linda, this wonderful host right here, <laughs> helped me come up with that snazzy title. Mm. Yeah. And mm. so um, I took a class you had at Blue Ridge regarding podcasts, and that really helped me to go for it. So, so and, thank you very much. You are so welcome and you're doing mm -hmm. well. And we yeah. have a link for that in there in the show mm -hmm. notes. So you'll be able to find Catherine and connect with her and, you know, a wealth of information. And mm -hmm. that's what we're all about here as a family of God as communicators, as writers and speakers. And mm -hmm. we're all about spreading the word with words. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing that we have the opportunity to do this. Yes. It has been a joy for me to have you on Your Best Writing Life. Greatly appreciate you and appreciate what you're doing and all that God is doing in and through you. And it'd probably be fun to have you come back on. Oh, I would love it. Yeah, all absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you, friends, for joining us. Share this podcast with another writer or two or 20, whatever the number feels like with you. Please invite them. If you're part of a critique group, have them subscribe to Your Best Writing Life. It's like having a mini conference every single week. And we'd like you to join us. Give us a star rating, post an episode review and hit subscribe or follow whatever your podcasting platform allows you to do. I greatly appreciate what you have to say about your best writing life as much as I appreciate what you choose to write for the kingdom. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on your best writing life. <laughs>